Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the shit. <laughs> oh shit. Hey y'all. Welcome back. It's another episode of um goddamn I just forgot where I was. Girl, that's scary. That's really where it is. And uh we are here with a first of all, it's Cut Daddy. I'm here hanging out and it's Jazz 40 ounce connoisseur. And we have a friend with us, our friend. Announce yourself. Um, my name is Lorenzo. You might have seen me on the internet as at Ralph Lorenzo. Yes, promote yourself. Promote thyself. Please don't call me Ralph in real life, though. That's kind of weird. But um, yeah, what's going on, y'all? I really hate that people do that. Like that's I so. I, I know I say this all the time. That's fucking people. Weird. People do that. They uh-uh. do. Um, yeah. So he takes awesome photos. He's just an yes. all-around awesome human being. He's been on a few of our episodes before. You know, we decided he was gonna come right on back. And have a lot of good conversations with us because this week we're talking about Tales from the Hood one and two. Oh shit! The shit. <sighs> okay. There's so many deep sides. The, we're gonna start with the original. So first of all, this will be spoiler heavy. This is a movie that is near and dear to our hearts. We've all seen it multiple times. Sure. Had it on more, more than one VHS. Um, yeah, it came out in 1995. Um, so you know we are spoiling this, but yes, watch. Tales from the Hood. Fucking watch that. The second one, not so much. But watch the first one. You could rent it on YouTube for like three, four dollars. And um, it's worth it. Support. Yeah, you definitely can. The second one is currently on Netflix. On Netflix. Um, you can also rent it on YouTube, but if you already have a Netflix subscription situation, girl, yeah. you might as well And just if you're going to watch it, it's different drinks before you um, start. Pour yourself up a glass of whiskey. Um, I... I- can I can I take a second to shame people that haven't seen the first one? Shame on you if you haven't seen the first one. It is a hood classic. Uh, that that is that is archival art, black cinema. Um, but the second one, you you could probably go the rest of your life without seeing. But for the sake of the podcast, we're gonna talk about it because we all watched it more than once. More than once. Fuck. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start with the first one. Of again, it was made in nineteen ninety five. On a six million dollar budget, um, it made like eleven 
mm-hmm. right about that, a little bit over that. Um, and it's a, definitely a Spike Lee film. So Spike Lee, he what produced it? Yeah, he executive executive, did, uh, executive to produce it, and it's directed by uh, Rusty Cundil. I apologize if I really fuck up anyone's name. It's not my fault. Yeah. But, Wait, time out. Spike Lee produced the first one. He yeah. Called, he executive produced the first and the second one. Comprise. Uh, we're here. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. You so listen. When we went back and watched them, you can like if you are very familiar or even vaguely familiar with any of Spike Lee's works, not even just like a particular work. You know how you could tell he uh-huh. had his hand in something. Yeah. In the transitions, you can hear the music is real dramatical. Um, you know the infra- the the lines are very on the nose. It's a very like and I black y'all and I black y'all just like every line, even though the whole movie's that way. But it's like yeah, definitely you know enough to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. If 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 I was one to do homework, um, I would have done my homework and seen that the production company listed with with the credits for this movie is 40 Acres and a Mule and that would have said that this is Spike Lee's shit so yeah shout out to you know teachers because y'all do homework and niggas like me didn't do homework fuck school <laughs> okay okay well shit alright guys um, <laughs> oh shit okay that's fair alright so our story starts with um uh, three young men um, who are riding around in this car. Riding around, I'm getting it. Yes, with their um, rap music playing loud as a bitch. Living their best lives. They're pulling up to this funeral home. Now, if you have seen enough black cinema, you have seen these people, okay? We have Joe Terry, Tory, and he was in Sprung, House Party 3, Poetic Justice. You've seen him. Yeah. Okay, they got Ball. That's DeAndre Ball. Yeah, he's Wood, Dope, Snowfall, you've seen him. And Bulldog, you've also seen because he's in a Players Club. He is fucking Junior from the Players Club. Brr. All around bad person. Always a fucking... He plays the same... This my porty. Hmm? This my porty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but he really does play the same person in every movie I've seen him in. Don't be a menace. Same person. Bruh. Except he wasn't doing super bad shit that, not that, that we know of like when he was Junior. Because that was a lot. Junior was a lot. Um, But, you know, they make it very obvious that these are some thug-ass niggas. You know, they just always write them. One of them has a Kango hat on, and I... um, It's (laughs) 1995. Okay. I I guess. Anyway. They're living their best lives right now. I mean, they they were definitely wearing them then, but it just seems... Not like... I don't think like that. I think they just do what happened here. You know what I think of when I think of Kango hats? (laughs) What? (laughs) Living single. Who? Overton. You trying to say he was looked like Overton in the front of home? Nah, I just always feel like the nineties when I see Kangos, cause that was like some old some like some not like old nigga shit, but it was like the, the dad age. You know, like a dad hat. Like a Kango is like like the classic dad hat. But Overton wasn't that old in retrospect. That's what I'm saying, because it wasn't like that old, but it was a dad hat for the you for the nineties. So basically, the niggas that was acting like um, old heads, but they were they were still young at the heart. Yeah, the joints you could get in the club with because it was right. still like business casual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. So basically, he was dressed for the wrong occasion. That's really what we. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, because I mean, how do you? How does one dress for this? <laughs> how you out here uh, ducking and dodging and running the streets dressed like somebody uncle? Yes. At the cookout, at that. 
And they're um, pulling up to the funeral home who is run by, wait, what is his name? Uh, Mr. Sims, Clarence mm-hmm. Williams the third. Yes, who is creepy as a bitch, y'all. He just looks like, hmm, I might cut your kidneys out. I might. Oh my God. He looked like he would stab you for some crack oh, before, he, okay. before he asked you for the money. Like he, like he had just like hurt you, well, and then take your shit. But you, if he, if he would have just asked you for your money, you would have gave it to him because he looked crazy. <laughs> but he just stabbed the shit out you first, and then was like, "Give me your money." That's what that nigga looked like. Is it because his hair was set up like Don King? I don't even know if you could call that a setup. Okay, okay. Well, the actor himself, Clarence Williams the third. He is a very distinguished actor. He's been in endless motherfucking movies, so we're not shitting on him himself, but when he's portraying this character, this character is definitely, he is giving us creepy ass count looks. He's out here giving you, no, yep, he's got the big collar, okay? Broad shoulders, it's it's velvet, it's real soft to the touch. like Beautiful outfits, lovely jackets, lovely gowns. Okay, um, silks, fine linens, fine okay. corpses in the basement. He has well, he corpses. Had corpses. In well, the you know, it's a it's a mortuary. He's here. He's hanging out. He's in the funeral home in the parlor, showing it off, telling the youngest to come inside so they could get the shit. They thought they were there to get some drugs, and they got they got them drugs all right. They got their work all right. Oh, they got the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> They come in. You no, know, they're rude as a bitch to the man. The dialogue is so funny. It felt forced at times. It felt forced, but some of it was funny as it a was. bitch. I was like, okay. They were like, we're here, we're going to do this. That nigga's like, what? <laughs> Just because it's a natural reaction. Like, mm-hmm. when somebody says some crazy shit to you, what? Nigga, what? Uh, but the first story is uh, Rogue Cop Revelation. And the names aren't in the movie. I had to look, up, look them up. Um, but this one... Definitely some um, fuck the police type shit. So one of my favorite stories. Well, um, the first, well y'all can't see me. I feel oh, like the first, first story, story with the air quotes is already yes. We already story, said y'all niggas about to get spoiled because the story is already in motion. Yes, but the first story that he tells because he walk up they walk up to the casket and they're like, oh man, what the fuck happened to this thing? And then he tells a story about what happened to him mm-hmm. and. This thing is Clarence. Clarence was a cop. First of all, he rises slowly and opens his eyes, which is very dramatic. And it just is definitely a Spike Lee joint. Like, I'm like, okay, that gives me... Y'all can't fuck with the police. Yes. But he was a cop. It was his first day. He's riding around with these three white cops. And they pull this motherfucker over. And he take this nigga out the car. Of course, it's a nigga who did did, did nothing. Just was... And he's dressed like what you would quote-unquote, like a respectable black man. Like, he has a suit and tie on. He's from work. He clearly has some coin, maybe middle-class black man, hard-working man. Um, He's not like somebody that they would usually profile. Yes. Mm, So we say. Well, Um, you know, I don't know. I ain't a coach. I ain't never seen business casual save you from the police. You know, I ain't never seen a lot of stuff save you from the police, but you know, that's what they was trying to perpetuate in this film. Nothing but whiteness will save you from the police. That's pretty much it. And not all the time. Whiteness and money combination. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the biggest key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, they pull this man over, and they pull him out the car. They're, you know, beating the shit out of him, checking him, doing shit. Why you pull me over? They bust his fucking taillights, say, you had a busted taillight, some Mm. bullshit. They tell Clarence bitch ass, and yes, he's a bitch, they tell his bitch ass to go in a car and check the, you know, run the license plate. You know, he runs the license plate. I don't see how he doesn't hear this man getting his ass beat outside the car. 
but he's just checking last place. He's like, hey man, this is um Marshall Morehouse. This is from City Council. What the fuck is y'all doing, bro? Like, what do you mean? And at this point, they've already beat the dog shit out of him. Like, yes. he's probably basically no longer, barely no longer with us. Also, I want y'all to know that there's a part in the movie that I'll be catching for the first time when he looked up his license plate at the bottom, he says political agitator in, in the <laughs> scanner. And I'm like, hey, yo. Wow. Police, bro. Yeah. Like, defund these motherfuckers right now. Anyway, um, you know, they come out there and they was like, we'll get him to a hospital. Okay. So they take him to a, they, they're taking him somewhere. And the black man is in the car with this white police officer. He's like, come on, man, we need to report these motherfuckers. What the fuck? He's to like, his partner. And he's pretty much telling them what it, like trying to gloss over, like it won't that big a deal. And they're decorated officers. And he's like, you just got here. You're not supposed to rat on niggas and fucking force Europe because then one day it could be you. So we protect each other. But with the double on Andre, with the one day, what day it could be you because, because he's not very clear on it could be you as in you're the officer who's up. On the super, uh, what is it? On the uh, who's up on the on, on the, the summer jam screen, or if he is, you know, on the ground getting their ass beat. You, everybody, mm-hmm. he never makes that really clear. Your skin is black in that uniform, fuck baby. Fuck him. Anyway, fuck his face. Just fuck him. This nigga, you know, he's and he's pissed about it, you know. And they pull up. I can't believe Clarence really thought them other cops was about to take that man somewhere to say he Girl. was hopeful. Um, and his hope was shattered because. They literally pull him out the car, put him in his car, put like a brick or something on the like gas, or not. They take the like in neutral and they will kind of drive it down, but they inject him with fucking drugs. And they say, "Bitch, the police they is put the in bricks it. in the trunk." Yeah, they say, "Yeah, they put the yayo in the fucking trunk, bro." I was like, "Hey, y'all are the dirtiest niggas in the world." And they was like, you know what? The police do sell drugs in X, Y, in 6th District, bitch. But you're not going to tell nobody, is you? As they make them pretty much overdose, fall into the car, drown with bricks in the car. They are the worst people in the world. That's okay. We come in full circle. Yeah, so then we fast forward to about a year. Because Clarence quit the force immediately. And he's an alcoholic now. So he's, you know, just drinking Clarence alcohol. is going through it. Yeah, he's just drinking alcohol, getting drunk, walking around. these shoes, drunk as a bitch. Um, and he walks over to the little mural where um, Marvin Morehouse is, and he's like, bring them to me, which is creepy as shit. They have him crucified like Jesus. And I'm like, okay, this is dramatic. You know. Um, Spike Lee is dramatic. Um, he is. He is. And he goes on a mission to bring them niggas to him. They call. He calls them to the graveyard. Summon them. And he calls them to the graveyard. And like, hey, bitch, you you about to go on the summer jam screen, bitch? But when they pull up, they're also like, they're just you know super aggressive. Why the fuck you call me here? Da, 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 da. You know, on the the one that was like formerly his partner was trying to play like, you know, he was trying to <clears throat> ease the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there was a lot of tension there mm-hmm. um, because you know you got the racist people in the room trying to you know figure out why the fuck is they still calling us? Why didn't this black ass just vanish and go away? And um, the partner's like, yeah, girl. Everything's gonna be okay. We're just gonna talk to him. As soon as he turns his back, his ass ain't coming back. Girl. So, girl, they was all plotting. It was just terrible. So he walked the police over to um to Mr. Morehouse's grave, and uh, you know they just really do the most. Like they desecrate his grave in the worst way, and you can tell like 
they're not even with the group thing shit, but they still getting pretty pressured into it. Like it's just sad. Yeah, literally. They, you can be frank. They pee on my man's grave. Like they really piss on the dead op's grave, and it's just it's wrong. But that was interesting. Yeah, and that he makes the second person go. I think his name's Billy or some shit. Whatever. Fuck him. Um, they send him to go piss on the grave. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm gonna, you know, do it. He goes to do it. And a hand comes up and grabs by the genitals. Surprise! Full and pulls him down to the grave and is yanking that nigga's head into the motherfucking gravestone. You see the blood. Then he, the other hand come up, pull the nigga neck down, and the ground turned into like it's definitely some digital effect shit they did real quick <laughs> to make him go into the ground like soup. And then it's like, all right. <laughs> and they're like, okay. She's like, Oop. And they was like, don't panic. And then niggas like, when the fuck should we panic? Like, you should be, I would panic now. I would have um, panicked as soon as that motherfucking hair popped out. Yeah. And then the grave just explodes with smoke. There's definitely a fog machine down there. Um, and it's a fog machine down there, and I have the controls. <laughs> I have the controls. That's how much smoke is coming out the ground. So much smoke is coming I'm out. I'm doing now. the most. And now their friend Billy is in the casket and Mark Morehouse is a zombie who is spooky as shit and he's looking at them like, hello, remember me, bitch? Revenge. Yes. It reminds me of that uh, creep show, the first one, I think it's the first story. No, it's not the first story creep show, but I think it's a, I don't know if it's the first or second one, but there's this lady who hits like a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker is following her the whole time like with a sign like, thanks for the lift or you killed me and Mm-hmm. It's fucked up like that. Um, so it's like, ooh, revenge. Because this is slow. Well, he, you never oh, see him run. But every time where you go, he's behind you. Mm-hmm. So they're t- trying to run away and he's fucking them up. Like he's ripping heads off. He's fucking chasing niggas down. They even hit him with the car. It doesn't matter. He runs away. He's in the alley. He's like, I killed him, nigga. Whatever. I did it. It was me. And the people are looking at him like, okay, whatever, bruh, we don't give a fuck. And then he bumps right to him. Yep. Because he keeps popping up so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when uh, this whole chase scene ordeal when the coppers, the coppers, when they're trying to get away, um, and he's like, far away, and the that's back, and this nigga's like, right, not like, he's on foot in the car, is doing relatively quick work, and he's like, I'm behind your car. I'm on the fucking windshield. I'm in the vehicle. Like, wait a minute. I'm in front of you. Hello, you can't stop me. I'm going to be here to beat your ass. So, <laughs> like, but he's, I mean, you know, but ultimately they deserve it. So, it, I the just wanted him to pop up in the car next door. Can I say, as a kid, when I first seen this movie, I, I remember seeing this part as a child and the zombie, the zombie nigga scared the shit out of me as a little kid. This movie was fucking terrifying. I mean, that's scary. Kid. But I also kind of rocked with the zombie because I was like, fuck the police. So I'm like, he was scary, but I'm like, he won't, he not out here just hitting niggas. He's only getting these niggas. Yeah, because they I'm not, Yeah, I'm not really that afraid. If it was just a zombie eating niggas, I would be more afraid because I was like, oh no, he's going to eat anybody. I, I mean, obviously, I was more afraid of the police. Yeah. Because, like, this man is literally mine. It's, it's some real life shit. So once and again, he's a real monster here. Right. You see some real life shit. And you're a little kid at this point. Like, I wasn't that much older than y'all. We are roughly the same age mm-hmm. um, when this came out. So watching this shit, it's like starting to understand in, in, the, in the loop of understanding the world around you mm-hmm. and 
we all grew up in like we all grew up in different neighborhoods and different mm-hmm. whatever whatevers. So then taking that bed outside, like okay, this now makes sense. That's what the part that had me like, oh, this shit is you know whatever. Now the rest of them, that shit had me shook, but we'll get there. Yeah, he was creepy though. Like he, the makeup is. His like, contacts was really looking expensive. They zoomed in on those. They use those. They utilize them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last death um, is something that sticks with you if you watch it. Um, the needles are all the needles littered all through the alley, so you know what kind of place this is. And at first, when I was younger, I was like, "How come the people never do anything or react?" And then we're watching it, and no, the people will react. They just look up and was like, hmm. "Girl, I told you they high, probably high as shit, or so indifferent to what the fuck is going on." And like, girl, I don't care. Yeah, they literally look up and they just keep on doing what the fuck they're doing. I'm like, "Hey, yo, all right, well, that's great. I'm glad that I got that tidbit from watching mm-hmm. it again this time." But he literally fucks him up. And starts making needles go into his body. Mm-hmm. Like the needles are flying from the ground. Give Definitely given, I mean, this came out way before Saw 2, but given Saw 2 kind of vibes, like oh, tease, and the needles are banded. And listen, he's crucified up there, and then one of them, which is also, mm, it goes into his mouth. Oh, swallow. Ooh, he's mm-hmm. Ooh. And you get that first camera view as it goes down his esophagus. Like yeah, he's dead. And but then the but you but what you think the death look like might look like is not what you actually see because once the camera pans out, you get like this body horror melt type situation, fucking wall. Like the claymation is is over nine thousand. I love it. It's just it's fine. Yo, I I kind of I kind of I'm upset that we as a people got so technologically advanced that we don't even use claymation no more because that used to really drive the point home claymation used to make shit really gross yeah and then cgi don't really have the same effect niggas need to bring back claymation can, can i get like a claymation death mm. that and i really want to see more practical effects honestly true yeah i i don't like digital we're too real behind all computers yeah i would rather do like i'd rather this kill be kind of off screen and i hear sound and shadow before CGI. before I see a bunch of CGI yeah. shit, especially blood, you don't. I'd rather the blood be any kind of color before you really pull up with digital blood, like the splatter of computer girl, <laughs> like a fucking filter over your face. I'm like, the just, start shaking. like, bro, what the fuck is this? If y'all don't get to get this damn corner, what is this? Embarrassing. Yes, a cheap trick. Ooh. So all the cops got theirs, and then um, Clarence got blamed blamed for it because uh, Martin pulled up on here was like, "Where was you when I needed you, mm-hmm. nigga?" And my brother, he probably <laughs> gets killed from. They probably give him the electric chair. He killed three cops. Yeah, you know, you know his ass died. They ain't got to say nothing. Say less. We already knew that. But I mean, he didn't give a fuck anyway. They said he played insanity. I was like, yeah, he about to die. So yeah, they're killing. That's your ass, Mister Postman. <laughs> show is. <laughs> it show is. Mm. All right. So that story's great. We come and, back to the parlor. Yeah, and he's like, man, we ain't come here for no motherfucking spooky ass ghost stories, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they walk through the jack, and then they open up this other jack, and he's fucked up. It's black, like burnt to a crisp, fucking skeleton pretzel shit and they're like what the fuck happened to him though because i mean i'll be curious too if i'm already now granted i would be in here but if i was looking i'm like hey yo i mean you're going from room to room and you're seeing these different uh what is it like weight was it was that the weight that comes first yeah weight uh services and then he's cracking open all these different uh caskets that look dumb expensive and (laughs) the states of the bodies on this the first of all 
we shouldn't have been able to see that crusty-ass motherfucker inside that casket anyways because you and they don't even show caskets like that in front of us. You don't get to see the fucked up face. They don't want to see this closed casket, mm-hmm. okay? That's not a no, thing. He, he wanted to show that. Well, the story was uh, a powerful one at that, so. But also, if you see some shit like that, you're going to be like, what the fuck? I would have said it's time for us to get the fuck, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Because I, if I remember correctly, this the one where where homeboy get folded up like a pretzel. So yeah, nah. If I seen if I seen a casket like that, oh yeah, and then they yeah 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 yeah. Nah, I don't want to see that. That should probably stink too. Mm. And it's got a stink in there. He probably smell like burnt popcorn. Nah, oh, shit. Ugh. Ugh. All right, so this one's called "Boys Do Get Bruised." Um, we got Walter. He's just a quiet sister boy mm-hmm. who hangs out. And, you know, he doesn't seem like he causing any trouble. He's quiet. Walter's you know? played by Brandon Hammond. You probably, probably know he's a little uh, younger from Soul Food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Big he... mama, your foot. Oh, oh no. So, <laughs> um, and what is mom's name? She's played Sissy, by... but she's played by uh, Paula J. Parker. Yeah, she's played in a lot of things. Isn't she an also hustle and flow? She's in Hustle and Flow. She plays in um, Proud Family. She just showed up in the episode of Insecure. She was also in Friday. Uh, it's Baby Girl that was on the phone with the oh, nigga yeah. in the background. Yes. She's just a legend. All around legend. Yes, I love her very much. And the father in here is David Allen Greer, which um, he's like he, your boyfriend's stepdad. Yeah, he Carl. Gives, yeah, he gives such a interesting because you know, you usually see him in comedies. And this is not funny. He's not funny at all in this motherfucker here. So while they just moved, Walter's at a new school. He don't know nobody. He in the school, whatever. The teacher up there his ass beat with his fucking vest. Day. Yes. Yeah, Tyrone is his bully. And he's a big nigga. And he's like, hey, you call a little punk? I ain't no punk. And they fight him. And he get his ass beat. They don't really do shit. They don't do shit to him. So, you know, school's going on. And the little girl, whatever her name is, Linda, Susie, whoever the fuck, she tells Walter, you can just draw your monsters and then you mess up, the, you know, the drawing mm-hmm. and they'll go away. And he was like, all right, cool. So he's in school, of course, teachers, you know, we're mandatory reporters. So if you get bruised or something, like we see a bruise, I have to call, see, you know, child protection services like yeah have but to this, call somebody. this is the 90s so you know yes they are called mandated reporters and doing what they're supposed to do but it was a different time they for were, all of us that remember yes they're wilding because he's in here with his fucking vested jean combo and doing this is oh, a his, sister, uh, his sister mr garvey yes he he's on actually played by the director wow mm-hmm. it's funny because he has really? a denim shirt yeah. and a tie I've the dread the do the dreads yeah that's the director Wow. That's just like a light-skinned nigga to want to be in the movie. I'm crying. He's trying to get his shine on like Birdman. Let him cook. Listen, he made things worse because he pulled up at the <laughs> house and with the mom and he kind of flirty a little bit with her, but you know, she's just like, hey, and she is flirty with him. It's because but... instead of doing his job, he decided to take it upon himself to not contact the appropriate channels as a mandated reporter. He's pulling up to the house on his own accord to see what's going on. Yeah, talk about the drawings and the monster and the mom's like, you know, I told him to stop talking about this. It's not a thing that, like, this is a thing that's happened. He's talking about the monster and he definitely got his ass beat, probably about talking about this monster in the house. Mm-hmm. And then we don't, you know, and we see a monster opening the door. Like, you see a shadow of a monster. You see the monster's claw. It's fucked up, you yeah. know? 
everything. You see him. And no, there's a monster that lives in that fucking house. It's just that, you know. It's not the monster you thought it was. As they led you to believe based off of like the silhouette of a claw or like the the scratchy sounds or the deep ass voice. Like it's it's none of that shit. Yeah, it's what it's what Walter sees. Yeah. Um, and how he envisions this person. But yeah, talking to him and he's talking she was like all right you know the the nigga will knock on the door and she's like you need to go walter go to your fucking room bro like it's she been telling walter go to his room but then she also been telling him to come to the kitchen but also go to his room at the same time the whole night you know walter just confused we've been praying for walter this whole time right and he's sitting on the fucking stairs because he already knows some bullshit about to go down and he comes in and also, they're from that angle. They show the angle from where Walter is looking through, like, the banisters and yeah, the stairs, which cool. I like that very much. That perspective. Yeah. But Dad comes in, and he's like, oh, hey, he was this, um, the teacher. She lying, like, oh, hey, he was dropping off homework. He's like, actually, now that you mention it, he does have a problem. And then the nigga's like, oh, come on in here. Read the room, bitch. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell she was trying, like, bro, you got to get the fuck up out of here. Like, right. She didn't put the sweater back on. She was done being sexy. She looked scared. I feel like this was the 90s. He should have been heard the R. Kelly and, and Ronald Isley joint. Like, Yeah. Mm. This is specific. Damn, I can't sing no more. That's yeah, it. No, that that nigga. Wait, how you know my no, name? No, sir. No, sir. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, fuck that nigga. Anyways, nah. but being as though this was the 90s and that was the song of the times, you should know better, bro. Like, she trying to get you up out of here. You gotta go. Absolutely right. Yes. So, you know, he they go to the kitchen and start talking and he tells about this monster. He's like, I'm gonna talk to him. He's like, that's it? Yeah, I will talk to him. Mm-mm. Which I'm like, oh, he's about to fuck this little boy up. Nigga, I knew that tone. And then he only let him finish the water. He's like, this is him. Show him to the door. It was like, oh. I was man. stressed watching this as a kid. I felt triggered as a kid. I felt triggered as an adult. I'm just like, read the room. Everyone here needs help. Bruh. So, this motherfucker's in here, you know. He's like, all right, he getting his car. And he's like thinking about what just happened, which, you know, he's trying to process it. But that motherfucker's already in Walter's room, like, bitch. I am here to ruin your life. He comes in there about to fuck that little boy up. And we and, see who the real monster mm-hmm, is. It's it Carl. is him. Yeah, his shadow is like a monster, but he's not. Then the mom comes in and tries to stop it, and he hits her too and beats her with the belt, mm-hmm. which is so fucked up. And you can see the shadow. Like, you, they pan to Walter, like, cowering in the corner, and there's a shadow of, um, what's his name? Who? Uh, Carl beating on Sissy. Yeah, I can call him David Lottenborough. But well, I mean, Carl, it is what it is. Carl is like beating her with the belt. And Mr. Garvey sees it from the car because his ass ain't pulled off yet, which is great because they need some help now. And he runs in, but you think he's going to help and you're like, yeah. And then no, he gets his ass. Yeah. That's one of my biggest fears in life is trying to step up for a woman. Like, you know, you trying to defend a woman's honor and then a nigga to just whoop your ass too. Like, you know what? If something happens to you, I think you get perpetual, you get a, a couple cool points at the crossroads because you still. Mm. I know that's not what we want to hear, but I know. At least, you know, we're going to salute you, though. And if you're still with us, think somebody want to go find me, go around, they go populate your account. They are. That's fucked up. I know that's fucked up, but that's real. Like, you were being a real person, you were out here helping, regardless of the GoFundMe existed or not. So, 
But I do understand that fear of yes. that bullshit. Like you step in and it helps somebody, and then and no. now like now we both now we both beat the fuck up. Like, damn, damn, damn. Now we gotta go get the strap. Like, yeah, shoot him in the feet. The moral of the story is just get the strap. That is well, you're right. Well, so you know, he, the teacher has the drawing of this monster. Um, so that is uh, that was already on the table because they took it. You know, during that conversation, he's walking around like, "Is this how you draw me? The fuck? You think you funny, motherfucker? Like, why are you talking to this like seven or year old like this? Yeah, Relax, bro." Yeah. Um. Oh, whoa! Before we even get to this part where the teacher shows up, he drew a picture of Tyrone, the bully, at the school. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah, like to go drawers. outside, and he crumples it up, and then all of a sudden, Tyrone broke both of his arms and both of his legs. <laughs> You're not thinking about how you got folded up in the first place? I need you to know 
that um, the youth in me, I don't know how many people from the area used to say folded, but every time you say folded, it reminds me of folded, like we used to get folded. I'm just, I just wanted to say that. We can talk about that later. Um, okay. And I cackle. That was me over here laughing. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so yeah, it, the teacher turns around and like cranks it up. He's like, I can't believe what I'm seeing, but fuck it, I'm with it. I like that. I don't like when people be like, I don't know. This is not real, not happening. No, you saw what the fuck happened. Then yeah. they turn the stove on and say, Walter, you know what to do. Yes. Ain't nobody about to find none of this shit, bitch. And this bullshit. Yeah, shout out to shout out to people that take shit the whole way with you. Like, you can't just witness some shit like that and be like, Oh my god, now we gotta call the police. Like, nah, man's no, no, no. let's get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because who the fuck am I supposed to tell the police? Well, you I can't. Can't anybody believe you. You going to jail too. Yep. We all could just, you know. Matter of fact, you're not even going to jail. You're going to the loony bin. I mean, and then some. Because they still might execute your ass. This 95, shit. Shit. Depending on where your ass at, especially in the South. So Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, just want to let y'all know if you hear something any pop pop or loud or weird sounds yes they're still they're still doing fireworks so i just wanted to let you know i apologize um i just wanted to say that as a precursor <laughs> that's fine um i mean you know all summer long i mean it is, Hit the it board. is. Um, where we live you're allowed to do it year round i don't know about other people but fuck it whatever um, but then we have our next story because clearly we're back in the parlor we're learning about more about the shit our guests are getting more and more frustrated because they want to know where the drugs at. Hey, 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 yes. They're tired. Where's the shit? Yes. And then another casket is opened, and we're getting the new story. KKK comeuppance. Yes. And what was what's the, what's he in the um, casket? Nah, nah, not yet. This is the one with the with the dolls, right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, nah, the white in the casket. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. KKK comeuppance. Yes. The, uh, the the uh, jet, the was it a governor? Who was he? He's running for like, like over twice. Yeah, right he's now. running. He's running for office. I think you could like literally office. plug it in with any white man running for office. Well, but yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. We on the same page. He's talking about fucking like um. He's like you know, we need to make sure we give jobs to qualified people. You know, there's stuff and stuff we're not need. You know, we need don't need to implement implement programs. You know, pretty much every race is white. <clears throat> <clears throat> You know what? No. Every racist white politician, which is a lot of them, basically almost all of them in some way, shape, or form um, throughout history, but he was one of the even like shakiness. He was outright fucking racist. Like, he was like racism today, tomorrow, and forever. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's like, you know, and he lives on a plantation where the souls is haunted, and it's this um, photo. It's he's, disgusting. It's this photo in the office with this woman, and it's all these little dogs around her. And he's like, I searched this whole fucking house. Ain't no fucking dogs in here. I don't know, believe what the fuck they're talking about. There's nothing really fucking going on in here. And he has a little black fucking light-skinned house nigga helping him. Brody, you didn't see Brody. him. Him about Roger Gnaver Smith, I believe. Yes, you see him. He's been in all the movies. He's Bayou. Yes. Like, fucking all about the Benjamins. Um, Endless movies. Some days. other Spike. Yeah, Spike American Gangsters. Yeah, you've seen, you have definitely seen him in his hairline. And Jackson Temptation movies. Listen, great actor though. He's here, yes, absolutely. Um, giving us lines, and he's like the PR person for this person. He's trying to um clean up Duke, who's running for office, racist white man. Unfortunately, giving you house nigga feels. Yes, 
And then he's recording him and he's backing away and he falls down the stairs and dies. And guess who was in the photo? One of the fucking dolls in the video. Like, ha ha, I tripped him up, bitch. And then he drives off like a, I don't know if it was the same day where he was about to go out to the press, but literally the doll was in the car. And he was like, how, uh oh, how the fuck he threw it out? He tried to blame the driver. The driver's like, ain't nobody been in the car, baby, but yeah. you. What you talking about? So he threw it out. Motherfucker finds his way back to the house. Not because he keeps cranking up the racism. Like you're purposely living in a plantation home, still practice talk about some I'm not racist. Nigga, yes. you live in the capital of racism right now. Um, you are verbally racist. accosting a portrait of a former slave that lived in the home. He's with the hard inward niggers, nigger. He was getting niggling. I had never heard nigglings before my <laughs> 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 I also have never heard nigglins. I've heard nigra. I've heard nigress. But nigglins, I said, Lord, they be getting crafty and crafty every time. What the fuck? I, like, I ain't never heard no shit like that. Ooh, I look at you. I said, God damn, he rhymed with Stephen King. Like, he pulling the words off the cut. I'm like, and then when he said the, the charge, like, that's behind, it's so pointed when he says, well, I find your black ass. I'm like, okay, bitch, send help. Um, The dog knocks on the door and he of course he opens the door thinking it's whoever he called and mm-hmm. the dog runs past him and I'm thinking the dog will run and hide no the dog sits on the fucking stairs looking at him like bitch yeah I'm in this bitch what's fucking up mm-hmm. so he throws a vase misses him he's looking for him looking for him can't find him dog jump on him bite his ass and he's like ah I gotcha bitch and he sticks <laughs> him on the fucking dartboard and throws darts at him. Not those darts. He shoots it and blows half his head off. Yeah, he was doing a lot. He was trying to, like, it, it, I have air quotes, emasculate him. Yes. You know, shit yeah. that they normally do to, uh, you know, just harm black men back in the backpack. Um, genital mutilation. Yeah. You know, just really, like, degrade the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. He doing that to the puppet. So he's like, okay, you know, he thinks he's one. He goes back into his office and looks at the photo, and dolls are missing. So when that first doll was gone, it was one doll missing, the one that was sitting on the lady's lap. And now more dolls are missing. So we don't know where they are in the house. You just know um, that more and more picture people from these paintings are going, like, it's just the outline yeah. left. they just gone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, well, you know, He's like, all right, I'm pulling the gun out. I need to be, like, on thing. Also, he hits the painting and it bleeds. Yeah. Like, that was something. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Wait a fucking minute, bro. Um, he was beating the shit out there, though. He was doing a lot. But he- and all you had to do was leave, bro. Like, the painting bleeds. Like, I, I don't know what else they need to tell you, but I don't want to stay anywhere where the art bleeds. Like Right. And then despite all that, he was too busy trying to show that he had, you know, all this extra, extra rah-rah shit because there's several people telling you not only are you a fucked up human, your fucked up ways are going to lead to your demise, as it should. But we're still trying to warn you in case you want to change your ways because you acting big crazy in this motherfucking house and these ghosts and them dolls gonna beat your ass. Yeah. Get it together. And And he was like, I am... A, a white man. Listen to me. I am white. I just love. <laughs> I love the way that the photo is was the dolls' story, and they just disappear. I'm like, that's so fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. It is, and it's lovely to see somebody who is champion ass fucking behavior get their comeuppance. Yeah. Toodaloo, nigga. Toodle fucking loo, bitch. Good day, sir. Hey, don't they just like eat him? Don't <laughs> they eat him to death? 
like oh, bite yes. him to death or some shit. Like, they did. Yeah. The when all the puppets put, gang up on his ass yeah. in the end. Because Lil Wan find him and they all together because he pretty much locks himself in the room running away from first when he's shot because he, you know, fixed his fucking head and he's pissed. So you're getting chased by something that's four inches tall, myth that, and they look like the puppets kind of from Puppet Master. Yes. Yes, definitely really creepy. And he's in the room, and now all the dolls are off the painting. Like, they're all gone. And they're in the room. He's looking around, and you hear chattering and shit. Pretty much the one he shot is pointing at him, like, pretty much saying, hey, young, get his ass. That nigga shot me. Squat up. And they jump and start eating him. And then you pan over, and the woman from the painting is now out of the painting, rocking in the chair, holding the doll. You love to see it. You'd this love to see it. His, his racist ass getting ate the fuck up and she is enjoying the view. You'd love to see it. Blue Negress and everything else and I won. I won. She should have had a fucking bowl of snacks as she watched his ass die. I wish she was eating. Like, <laughs> she should have been eating watermelon. They should have really drove the point home. They really uh, should have, but they would have probably felt like that was no, too much. No, it would have felt like it was too much. That, that would have belonged should've... in the second They would have did it in the second one. Yes, they would have did that in the yes. second one. I wish I, I wish I wish it was like Doritos or something. Doritos. I hope some pork rice. Yeah, that all strong. Like oh, some peanuts, like a believable snack. Okay, yeah. Sunflower okay. seeds. Sunflower seeds. Some just snacking, just watching seeds. his ass just die. Sunflower seeds would great. Having a time of her life, but then you know, of course, we cut parlor. We're back here again. We're hearing about another story. This one is called Hardcore Covert. Yeah, and the wild thing is, they open this thing and. The, they get the reaction, and the, the like the boys, the, not boys, but the kids, men, whoever they the are. The men, like yeah. they're men. Yeah, they react. And he's like, oh, you know him. And then one of them, you know, was like, yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, no, we don't. We don't know this nigga. Like, you clearly, you know him. Yeah, and the guy in the casket, you find out this guy named uh, Jerome, who's played by Lamont Bentley, rest in peace, who's Crazy, the yeah. Moses show. Crazy um, K, as it called. Yeah, Crazy K. Um, and basically, he says, gets wasted. You don't see who does it though. Like you think that at one point you're led to believe like he's running and he's getting you know obeys all this stuff and he shoot up these people. They get saved by the cops. Yeah, he like the police do whatever and he ends up in like this like weird jail that's really like a BDSM hostile weird situation um, where he's with Dr. Dust- Dust- Dr. Cushing, mm-hmm. uh, played by I think it's Rosalind Cash, and she's trying to like. Um, teach him to not be the human that he is because he kills you know he's a gang member um he's you know a no i don't say not how do we place this he is a product of the patriarchal racist system and he makes shaky ass decisions that are not excusable however they try to play it like on some then like black like respectability type situation you're killing all these black, black people. And, black and they're showing like, like the these, KKK. Yeah. He's like, I like you. You killed. Who do you kill? Yeah, I kill niggers. And they drop a lot of niggers, bro. Like, I'm like, hey. You yo. do my work for me. Niggers. You know what that one reminds me of? That that whole story gives me um, black clockwork orange vibes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Now, is it, a, I guess, a powerful, y'all can see my air quotes up, story? 
Absolutely. I think that the narrative um, could have been shifted a little bit, the, the mm-hmm. way they told the story or yeah, try to make it paint, um, because we could really talk about what the bigger issue is as to why we came to that problem. Yeah. Is it a valid problem? Absolutely. But I hate the way that it's painted. Like, this is this thing. And once we do this, like, all our problems are going to stop. I'm like, mm, no, yeah. let's tackle the real problem at hand. And it's um, also, you know, in the 90s, you know, it was crunk back then. So oh, it was super fucking crunk. Yes. Definitely away from that at all. They're just like, stop shooting, nigga, what the fuck? And then these But that's also we had the D.A.R.E. program and all that other shit, and they try to make it seem like, okay, okay. You know, so, there's that. But, you know, it re- this story kind of ties into what you later find out you were the main story, uh, which is called Welcome to My Mortuary, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely said the first story, um, that this young man, he's not, he's he feel like, well, he's essentially like, I can't, y'all can't change me. I'm going to do whatever, whatever. Um, and he ends up dying. So everything that you see is in his brain. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that the people that actually killed him was not the police. It was the three characters who have been with us in the mortuary the whole, whole time. time. And you don't really see their face as much until they really flash in. You just it. see, like, the silhouettes yeah. in their body. And then, like, pretty much it's just him in this chamber seeing fucking ghosts and saying creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the gore Nice. They are. That shit was wrong, man. Yeah. That nigga brains was blown out. That shit was wrong, man. That yeah, shit was crazy. But, yeah. He, he's, he got dead. Um, he did. So now, they're trying to... They said, listen, nigga, we don't want to hear no more of these fucking stories. Stop talking to us, Mr. Clarence. Do not tell us these stories no more. Just get us to the shit. And he's like... Speaking of the shit, can I can I interject with a with a tiny tidbit of information? Yes. Has nothing to do with horror movies, but that last story with the with the black clockwork orange nigga and they were trying to reprogram him. Mm-hmm. That one segment where he says I don't give a fuck like six thousand two hundred and forty three times mm-hmm. was sampled in I want to say DMX's first album. It's like a whole I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like yeah, sorry. That's yes. Please but, give us. I didn't even know that. Thank you for that information. I if I can so figure out which song it is, I'll I'll send it to you. I can't remember which one it is. Yes, we'd love to see it. It might have been. It might have been his second album. In the second album, mm, I'll find it and send it to you. You know, I like the sample. Uh, speaking of songs, the Spice One Born to Die is the song they play during this one. Um, it's a very violent rap song, but I love it very much. Just mm-hmm. want y'all to know that I was enjoying the music, okay, during this segment. Um, if you don't like violent gangster rap, that part it's not going to be for you, but it doesn't matter. It's yeah. Um He's dead, and then later we find out the three go down. He was like, well, where is this shit at? We gonna kill this nigga. And I don't and know why they didn't run. get it, that he wasn't an ordinary man. He's literally tapping the light bulb from room to room yeah. and it's getting less and less obvious as the day goes on. He's turning lights on. He's a monster. But that first one, they don't really notice. They're just so busy getting down the stairs. And then they see him touch everything. It was like, come on. And they are coming to the castle. Where else would I keep it? Mm-hmm. They open it up and guess who in the fucking caskets? Surprise, it's you! You dead, nigga! Congratulations, you made it. You wasted. <laughs> um, and, you know, but they're dummies because, I mean, the first two don't look terrible, but that last dummy... The ball head one is really bad, um, but fuck it. We 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 saw what we need to fucking see. Yeah, they were okay? dead the whole time. They were dead. They're in hell. That is the devil. He was like, they actually got killed by the police. Yes, 
Well, they didn't get killed by the police. police. No, they got killed by his homies. That police situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. The homies came back in. Crazy K's head. Yep, you're right. You're right. My bad, my bad. But, yeah, they he was like, ha the shit is right here. Uh, you know, you're welcome to hell. Um, the bad CGI tongue is bad, but his makeup is actually pretty yeah. fucking cool. Um, he looked scary as devil. And then the fire come up, and it's just niggas dancing in the fire, bro. Like, they were Harlem shaking. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, ah! And all you see is the body shaking, like, ow! Shoulders was loose. Bro, I was like, that was so dramatic and extensive. Like, I wish it would have just, would have been fire. Because it was, you know, definitely computer-generated fire. I'm like, y'all could have lit something on fire. And they could have been behind the actual flames. And then they could have maybe turned into demons. I don't know. I just thought that, you know, them having a dance contest around these computer-generated fires was really silly. But fuck it. Um, We here now. That's pretty much the end of the movie. But it's great. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Watch it more than once. Classic black cinema. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now the second one, not so much. Uh, Um, This one's... And, you know, I love Keith David. He was in The Thing. You know, he was in They I Live. I think they were trying to recreate that magic. I don't know how they got that nigga to agree to this because... Frank is due, okay? But he was in The <laughs> Thing, though. Bro. Like, he's still paying rent. Like, I don't know. He's, like, he's got to eat. You know? And he probably thought, you know what, this is a fun little job. Let me just hop in, do my thing, and hop the fuck out. We know it's not. Mike probably set that nigga up. He probably told him. He probably told him, if you do this movie for me, I'll put you in the Five Bloods. You know what? You know what? I'm about to throw up. Please stop playing with me. Like, well, first, you know the tone because the fucking credits come in. The first one had just like a. A fucking skeleton with a gold, I think one gold tooth, a little, you know, bandana and a gun. Then they had a whole front toss and robbers. Yeah, this one, the the gun, like the skeleton is dancing a fucking round. It got a hat on. It got fucking sunglasses. It's out here just doing whatever the fuck. It's just, it's dancing like Thriller, bitch. Like, (laughs) and it's flames. It's just really silly. It's like like one of those gift situations back on the MySpace or the Black Planet page back in the backpack. Like, the skeleton just be doing the heel tone and shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you cut in, and this, we're at um, Dumbass Bitch, Dumas Beach, which I knew they were going to do a Dumbass Bitch Like a play on words. Like, (laughs) it's 1990 fucking seven. Hey, respect the French. Dumas Beach. Relax. Oh my god! <laughs> Relax. <laughs> don't don't accent shame, okay? Oh my oh. god! Yeah, okay. So this studio, whatever company, dumbass bitch. Um, Keith David pull up. He's hired to tell stories to his fucking robo computer, robo patriot, who's about to be a computerized cop, and he's about to fire off on niggas. You already know what kind of shit this is, because mm-hmm. dumbass bitch is what I'm gonna call him for the rest of this film. He is racist and sexist. He's filling up his fucking woman co-workers and grabbing their ass and saying wild shit, calling people stupid. He's stupid. He's fucking stupid. And, you know, he wants the Keith David to tell him this story so he, his computers will pretty much target black people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, alright, Keith David's like, sure. I'm gonna tell some stories because he picks up secondhand stories. But it's gonna also pick up, you know, conversations and comments and stuff being had around these stories. So, he starts off with the first one, and let me tell you, if you make, it, you can make it through the rest of the film because it doesn't get 
Okay. The, the Dolly story. Yeah. Okay. It Ma'am. does get worse. But He's breathing so hard. I want to <laughs> know, like, Fucking how many people did this? Did these stories have to go? Like, how many OKs did they have to get for this? Like, who passed this script to you and was like, "Yo, I got, a, I got a story to tell in the anthology in the movie for the for the sequel." And they pass you the story and you read it, and they go, "Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's do that." Like, and it was the- who OKed it? I well, the, we still have the same. Uh, director and producer situation as the first movie so that means that that he was with the shits that means that rusty uh condale was with the shits that means daring scott was with the shits that means it was a lot of people with the shits the same the shits they're still with the shits nah these niggas is on some shit now oh well you know what and that that might actually be true because that nigga spike on some shit now we can Spike on some shit. His movies is some shit. Um, well, 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 well. The five was wasn't that bad, but I, you know, he's still wild. Look, this is a horror. This is a horror book podcast, so we're not going to disgrace. Well, that was a horror movie. That shit was scary. It was that bad. Okay, well, this was. I was not a fan. I felt like they could have did way better with this movie. To be honest, I I felt like they. I mean, there were honest, not every story was a watch. But majority mm, of them, girl, you could have Every kept story them. was a watch to me. I did not. Some stories better than ever, but the bar was in hell. Well, the like, bar, oh, so it's like, yeah, and it's just watchable. But the like, some of them are just not watchable. Like they're, yeah, they're not, not watchable. And I'm like, this is so bad. I wouldn't even watch it again. It's not like zombies. I would watch zombies again. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. All right, fine. This shit is like, what the fuck. Bro, yeah, a- I'm upset I, I watched this shit twice because I didn't remember that I saw it the first time and then when I got to the good golly story I was like oh I've seen this shit before because there's no way you can forget this scene okay so but we're, we're here to tell you about it we're here to do that we gotta do that okay. point. so that first the good golly story um, this white woman and her friend who is pretty much her black Girl. accessory she pulls up to this fucking museum, the Grossity Museum, with all this nigga shit in here. When I mean nigga shit, it's like that old mammy stuff, all the fucking racist ass books, and they go in here, they're touching shit, they're doing stuff they're not supposed to. Her oh, is not matching her scalp. But already, telltale signs. When the weave is not matching the fucking edges, a Ma'am. lot of times, they have a lot of white Wasn't even brushed it. back, nothing, Jesus. Bruh. Like, what the fuck is this? this the ponytail looked fresh off the mannequin in the beauty supply store. It was definitely, like, it was silky. It was not connected on. Mm. Um, anyway. It was not braiding hair. It, it should have been braiding hair. Mm. Anyway, she, the man pops up. It's an old man who's aggressively saying, hello, this shit you're talking about, you know, pretty much like, this shit is racist. What the fuck? Respect your ancestors, blah blah blah. And I Black mean, girl. he is telling the truth, but it's just so dramatic and so aggressive. Now, granted, the racism is so aggressive, so I can understand him responding yeah. to this white woman like that because she's just saying shit. She's like glorifying. Like, I had these dolls when I was little, and blah blah blah. And I have a black friend. Look at her here. And like, fuck your black friend, girl. She's trying to buy this doll. He says it's not for sale. And she's like, come on, it's just a doll. And she says, nigger. These rappers to call themselves niggers. I can't just buy a cute little dolly. And I'm like, bitch. He's like, yeah. yeah that's saying with the hard R, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the hard ERs in this movie. Yeah. 
So they leave, but they come back with a homeboy who is her brother, I believe. Mm. And uh, they well, do that slave play, race yeah. play shit. He's a slime Oh my ball. god. He, they break in. <sighs> there, she's at the whipping post, the black one. And well, first, I believe before they get to the whipping post, they pick up a book, Three Little Gollies. And they start reading some of it. She's like, this is kind of racist. It's very racist, bitch. And then they pick up the golly goes to hell. They open it. It's pretty much fucking blank. And then she gets on the whooping post. It's like, ooh, saying all this shit that I'm not going to repeat because it's yeah, terrible. No, and it falls play. on her ass. And I'm like, yes. yes. Hey, with your shit. There's also a chair in there made from the wood of like slave ships, which is okay. But because like, who's a, who wants to die? Okay. Girl, I don't know. I, whatever. Why do you want to be in this type of place after dark? Bruh, exactly. I you a question away. The that. ancestors are present, bitch. Like, anyway. This, they pick it up, then she drops the little golly thing, and there's glass everywhere, and shit is broken, and she's looking for the doll. Like, she doesn't cut herself, but she picks the doll up, and there's blood. He glasses, blood yeah. from the mouth down. He bit her. Once he got that blood, he about to wake up and pull up on you niggas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they was like, it's a doll. He throws the doll. Guess what? The doll is life-size now behind them. Big, oh it's goofy as a bitch. Oh my god. It's like a racist Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. It is. Yes. That's a good way to describe it. But it's it. in like a soft suit. Like it looks yeah. plush. But it's not. It's fucking weird. I it's like it. if you actually if ran into a racist-ass Grimace doll at McDonald's. Oh yeah. That's fucking ooh. in the suit. So it it pretty much throws the fucking black girl, pretty much grabs her by the neck and makes her fall down with the whip and she gets chopped in half. Fuck her because, bitch, you, you're wildin'. Yep. And the brother gets whipped, like, whipped until his organs and guts fall Sign out. Sign Great. Um, then the girl's like, come on, we can just love each other. Because apparently it looks like her first super racist. Um, and <sighs> she fucks him and then he, she's pregnant as time passes because they do a flash real fast, time passes. And, and she's been held captive yeah. at the museum. Because he's like, I can't let you escape. How am I explaining this shit? Like, you came here, dog. So he puts stuff in. Guess what? Fucking little gollies pop out of her belly. like Almost like Alien, because the first one pops, splits her belly open and looks it out. It looks horrible. The belly looks like... <sighs> and it's like they're just shooting jello-soaked black knitted dolls out of her Again, belly. Again, I need to know... Who it was that came up with this? Because we need to start a petition to get them to never write anything again. Please fight the questions. Somebody, if anybody's listening to this, and you're smarter than me, please find out who this was, and 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 send me their information, and I will take care of it from there. We gonna start a GoFundMe, but to get you fired. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, she had little black doll thingies just shooting out of her stomach like popcorn and it was excessive the story could have been written so much better like maybe they could have just went into this museum and this black girl and the ancestors came and beat the black girl ass like baby you gotta do better than this and then like you know they just accidentally took on some like um what the fuck is that Annabelle shit and you got possessed nigga and not you got pregnant and why, why the golly couldn't be like in the first movie like a little doll that terrorizes you why do you have to get life size and then his fucking expressions change. Like, 
why didn't the first doll is there laughing and yeah screaming. like why you couldn't have just kept him like the same size as the little little wood doll from the first movie like you had to make him get life size and then you change his expression every time you cut the camera away from his face that was probably the my favorite thing if there was anything to actually like about that story was the fact that his expression changed every time they cut the camera back on his face that shit was funny yeah, yeah, it was funny though. It wasn't funny. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah. felt like they should have had a poll or something. Yeah, they definitely. Like, yeah, having such a white woman. I was like, okay, why are we? It's so on. The, please. And I was like, okay, but in, instead of her being like, now she's punished. I punish air quotes for having like, oh, what for fetishizing the black man? She's still in celebratory mode as she's dying. Like, did she die? The baby's coming out her stomach. She's like, yeah, I love my little golly. I'm dead. like, please help. She's definitely dead, but yeah, you know, fuck her and everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, then that story's over. And then thank goodness. Then, um, Unfortunately, the movie's not. Oh, uh, we're still going. Dumbass bitch is like, hey, so yeah, cool story, bro. But could you like make it more direct? And he's like, oh, want to talk about gangsters? He's like, yes. Absolutely. Now, mind you, they're trying the whole backstory at this point is they're trying to program this robot full of all these stories and shit. But the man that's like running the shit is wild racist. He's sexist. He's fucking sexually assaulting people. He's doing all this wild ass shit as these stories are going on. It's basically a story about Donald Trump as your boss. Yes. Yes. You know, that's fair. Or any other powerful rich white man that has done such shit in America or around the world. It is Harvey Weinstein playing Elon Musk. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Not even going to be spicy. The pictures don't lie. Well, so we go on. Like air we rise, we watch twice. Like air and we rise. So this stereotypical situation, these gangsters. First of all, it's stereotypical, but have y'all met drug dealers? I but I don't believe they've met drug dealers because I don't think a lot of people this is not how they behave. This is really ridiculous here. And they seem to be pretty cool to me sometimes, for the most part. Yeah, they're not doing all this shit that you, you y'all said. They're trying to bring attention to themselves. Yeah, like anyway, they got this man tied up to the chair, they beating the shit out of him, and saying fucked up silly shit, and it's not funny. Um, also, I don't like their outfits. Um, <laughs> I look I everything don't. was shaky, girl. The person, the best dressed person in this entire movie, honestly, was Keith David. So let's really fucking. You won't let y'all play him. You know, I'm here for the jazzy ass suits at all times. Listen. So this motherfucker, they beat him up. He a pimp. He got money stored, and they were like, "Hey, we want this fucking money, bitch. What the fuck?" And he's like, "I'm not giving you the money. It's my foundation. You know, I'm trying to do right, turn my life around." He's like, "Bitch, I don't give a fuck about all that shit. That was a punch. He punched him." Um, he said, "Fuck, fuck them kids. Fuck you." The medium story. Yeah, tell me where the money is. It's. Well, I don't even know what it was called. It was called the medium. The oh, medium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's. He fucking like they keep beating him and then he walk. He says he he insults the shit out of the dude. He's like Who, uh, the one of the guys that were fighting him. The pimp insults the um, leader. Oh no no no! He he didn't insult the leader. He said one of the dudes that was beating him up said that he was uh he was gay for the stay when he was at when he yeah. was in prison. Yeah. He that did. was uh what's his name Booze. But he also told them that the stash was in his mother's snatch. Because so, at first he was like yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, he was wilding. He was wilding. I was like, oh, they're going to kill you. He's going to kill you. But I think he already knew that, and he didn't give a fuck, because ultimately, you could be my ass, you could do whatever you fuck you want to do. You're not getting my money, you broke-ass bitch. And if you kill me... You You're not going to find my money, you broke-ass bitch. I'm still going to secure the bag in the afterlife. So, you know, like I said, as I said, um, the other guy who was definitely um, had sexual assault happened to him or whatever going on. He was like, ha, ha, ha. This what's happened to you. And, you know, it's a little homophobic because he's dangling it around his face. Like, yeah. you know, because you know, he's pretty much dangling his masculinity around. Like, this bitch, if I tell these niggas what happened, you know, right. they're not going to see you. You're not, you real tough bitch. You're not tr- tough for real. Just adding another pencil to the wheel. Kills him immediately. He beats the, like, I don't he even punches know. him twice. You hear two, you hear two punch sound effects and the man is dead. He fucked him up. He, yeah, he punched the he shit. He probably hit his head hard as shit on that ground. Bruh. And he was like, what the fuck you kill him? We can't find out where the money is. Y'all go dump his body. And then the fucking stupid one who's in the middle is like, oh, wow. It's a sidekick. We can conjure this nigga back. And we can get the fucking... Um, the potato head nigga. Yes. Yeah, okay. We can get the uh, fucking location. And we just gonna steal his bitch, Sandra Blake. And we're gonna get her to open, get the nigga to open the door, which it flashes to the sidekick they're talking about, who's not, who's a phony, and phony, but whatever. They pull up to his house, and they Sandra Blake, you know, is all cute at the door, like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, oh. "And that's his little bay." Yes, and they pull up with guns and pretty much say, "Look, we want to talk to this nigga Cliff, who was the pimp, because we need to know what the fuck this thing is." And he's like. What makes you think he's going to tell you? We got his bitch. Well, that's what the um, potato head nigga was about to say. He was like, look, listen, just do what the fuck we ask you, pretty much. And so he does. He's like, I'm fucked, but let me put on a seance show. I'm going to do this. And he actually is possessed by all the people who that who this person is, who they killed. First of all, I hate fucking, like, when we do, like, you know, black voice. Mm. Like, He's definitely talking about like black women. Yeah, yeah them. It's a hate. Yeah. He rolling his neck. I'm like, bruh. When white man put on the black voice, or for this one, they put the black voiceover over the white man. So it's essentially they just put the black voice on. Yeah, I don't like that. And I would have preferred that he just changed his mannerisms and was still him, but he's acting more like Cliff, I guess. But, you know, he definitely says nigga a few times. Mm. That's uncomfortable. Do not like that. Um, and this is made by black people, and I don't know why they did that. And they just kill those people. He shocks one. It's not in, that interesting. I mean, it's kind of gruesome because one eats glass. Yeah, that scene up. was a lot. But overall, fuck it. And he stays possessing them and makes money, and it's weird. The one-liners are like they give me Jack Frost vibes. They definitely give me almost Thanksgiving vibes. Well, like, here we go. Like it's it's a lot. Like, come on, bro. Well, you know. So yeah, it wasn't as bad as the Golly story, but it was still it's still bad. Like, it was. It was. it was fucking bad. At this point, if you're still watching this movie, I don't know why you are. Like, you probably want to end like I do, just to see if there's any saving grace. <laughs> the next story is date night, which is fucked up. I kind of like the date night story more so because it was uh people once again get in their comeuppance. Yes, the Me Too shit. So I'm like, all right, yes. I'm a, and I mean, it applies. So No, it does apply. And I'm not rolling my eyes because of Me Too. The I'm way rolling they my eyes because they're just like, 
Me too. It's so hashtaggy. The movie is just hashtaggy. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Like they're saying these buzz phrases. And I just I kinda... hate that. I hate that, man. Stop putting re- you know, like stop. I hate that. That's two movies in a row Spike didn't put Black Lives Matter in. Like, come on, bro. Fucking relax. Like, you mad corny for that. And you know, I know there are people out there who probably feel another way, and that's fine. But ultimately, like, we're all they not on this show. I'm on the show today. Fuck I'm crying. <laughs> Like, it doesn't need to be so in your fucking face. It's forced down my throat. I feel like yeah, that's what it like, is. Like it's so it's so ugh, it's unnecessary. And like, hold on, let me let me take a time out to say, while we're on the topic of Spike, I grew up and I love and appreciate Spike. His yes. early shit is fire. I don't know what happened to the nigga. Maybe it's like being it's a, it's a side effect of being a Knicks fan for so long. But wow, wow, something wow. has happened to him, and his movies just ain't it no more. It's like trying to listen to Eminem rap. Like um, you, know, exactly. te- you know, like technically it's he's still yeah. good at it. Like you know, technically, like like it, like you still good at it. You got like certain aspects that you're good at. But niggas ain't just trying. I don't know why I want to hear that shit no more. Spike. That's how I feel about Spike. I mean, I, I'm we're definitely walking with you. I think Jazz said it best when she said he's essentially kind of out of touch um and that seems to be you know a thing that a lot of the people that we once kind of like look up to or admire their work because of course with time and our viewpoints and things are changing and we're learning and becoming more educated about things and not saying he's not either but you know what i'm saying like things are shifting and some people are not shifting they're just they're just still they're just still yeah so it's a, a lot it dates a lot of his movies kind of just makes them like yeah you know, dated that's uh, but yeah Jake and I it's these two guys and of course I noticed that all the time the white people are leading the fucking wild shit the so mm-hmm. the white guy has called these girls up and told them they're movie managers the directors told them they work for Marvel all types of bullshit a lot of them pull up to the mansion the girls got a nice little spot they cute they over there playing cards against humanity which I feel like that scene lasted too long them reading out the fucking cards. There was definitely some advertisement going on there. There, there was definitely some 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 services and, and dollars exchanged for that because the yeah. Cards Against Humanity was in that movie for mad long. <laughs> that it was a hell of a cameo. Yeah. And also, uh, can we can we know how like the shit started off cool? Like the whole we about to go meet these girls. Like that's a cool concept. And then you just took it extra rapey. Like why you gotta do all this extra shit? They already agreed to like meet up with you. Y'all could have just went from there. And then it went super extra, like. But unfortunately, like that's a real life thing, like that's a that's some real ass shit. And them and they're assuming their date, the date, the way they're linking up is under false pretenses because they already tell them they they already told lied to them to get there. All right, yeah. boom. But one thing, okay, it's lie. You, you know, whatever. they put on like a technology date ad, so you yeah. lied in your ad, ooh, lied yeah. for your reason, and then you drug them. You yep. fucking drug them. And I'm like, oh, no. And pull out a fucking camera. So you're going to violate. No. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey. This is turned into a snuff situation. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. Yeah, it was on Snack. They turn the camera on, he looked at the camera, and they don't see the people mm-hmm. and then and then they look at them a few times and then the soon the suits are the bra panties are sitting up and 
they're here like, hello, you try to drug us, but guess what? We the same shit you gonna do. We gonna eat your ass. <laughs> we vampires, bitch. And they, you know, feed on them and then they toss it to the basement where they have other victims who feed on them as well. Great. Awesome. Giving you definitely people under the stairs vibes. It definitely. Um, it was like, we can't just let them run out there. That'd be crazy. That would be discreet. And you're a piece of shit, so we're just gonna serve you as a piece of shit to the other men that we just happened to turn yes. into vampires. Go ahead. Um, Yum. Yes. That was a satisfying story in the midst of the other shaky stories. Yes, the shit. That Bless one could have, that potentially could have been their best one. Like, I, I think so too. If they yeah. just wouldn't have made it so damn corny, like it could have been way better. You could have had like that. That should have been like the first one or something, and just made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I feel like there should have been some younger uh, blood in the room. That also yeah, gave me know. very um, VHS vibes. Yes, it did. Mm, it yeah. did. Speaking of VHS, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but actually, it does because of anthology. There's a new VHS coming. Oh out no. Oh yeah, I know, but I'm a little excited because I kind of want to see. No, no, no. He's like, oh no, no. There might be a prequel to um, Hell House, and I'm watching it. Um, He's like, bitch. I'm still no, I'm still just really distraught that you said they're talking about doing another fucking VHS because I'm really upset with how they ruined my impression of it after the third one, the the one the one that shall not be talked about. Okay. Yeah, let's keep not talking about it. Never Anyways, that's not what we talking about today. We're talking about Tales from the Hood. Woo! But unfortunately, we're talking about the second one right now. Yes. And we're at the end. Yes. Honestly, finally. truly. That robo-hell situation. Yeah. Well, not that we missed the sacrifice, which oh, is wow. the worst part oh, of the God. story. It's, not the- it's oh. just beat your head in with respectability politics and don't do this and don't vote oh. against your people. The ancestors are going to make you do this. And then I'm like, who is these fake-ass people? Why are we doing this? Why y'all got people playing Emmett Till, Martin Luther King and shit right now? This is a lot. Did not like it. It was just who I need to know the audience of this particular I need movie. Like, to for know this... who okayed this. You're Wait, Spike well. Lee, bro. Like nobody from Emmett Till's family told you. Like you didn't think nobody from their family would be like, "Yo, bro, this was kind of bad." Like, oh, <laughs> they didn't even know the. Because a lot of people don't even know Tales from the Hood 2 is with us. Girl. Like, we tell people that, like, some shit exists, or we're, like, you just regular deck with people, like, in our everyday person. People you know. And they be like, girl, are you serious? Yes. It's it's not great. We did that. Have to go through that. I feel like like the, the, the Till family doesn't know about this, and I hope they don't. Because they play with my son's name. Like, that, that... Uh, well, so yeah, I I mean we could just wrap this shit up with Robo Hell and, and, and man's doing all that to have a baby with a white woman. Uh, Read the room, it, Spike. We're not doing that right now. It was just, it was a lot. Like she, t- the people turned on him over time. No, let's briefly gloss over it. It was shaky, but he's like protecting this shaky ass fucking white man he works for, and the ancestors beat them over the head with all these visions and shit. And they're like, well, let's see how quickly we could turn the tables on your ass. So everybody starts to get super racist, like it's nineteen fifty five type. Can racism. we talk about the Klan Patrol? Oh my god! Colonel Sanders has the Klan Patrol. The, the the white man he worked for like a skinny underfed Colonel Sanders. 
and his police force is the Klan Patrol. Uh, they they are. I mean, they are. And then, like, the time is pretty much going backwards. Like, oh, if they would have never died, so like, I died for nothing. Like, stop promoting martyrs. Like, promoting these people to be martyrs. Yeah. Just go out here, just get killed, sacrifice yourself. Girl, what? Just to propel us to do better things. We could do no. this without that. Never couldn't sacrifice himself. He got fucking murdered, bro. Exactly. He didn't just jump into a volcano to sacrifice himself for the greater good. No, these niggas pulled up on him and killed him. None stop of them did and sacrifice themselves for the greater good. They were fucking assassinated. Yeah, like they were trying to do the right thing, yes, but you don't have to die doing the right thing, I guess. Like, There's another example of a story that could have been okay if you'd have fleshed it out a little bit better, but the execution was just terrible. Because realistically, the thought of whistling at a white woman in a store and having two random white men break into your house at night to kidnap you is terrifying. That's a horror movie in itself. Yeah. You could have fleshed that out and made that way better and actually did some did some justice to telling Emmett Till's story in 2020. But... Yeah. Also, I will say that then when they did break into the house, it was it wasn't super scary, but it was a more tense moment of the actual film. Like I'm like, okay, this is tense and not completely stupid because there's not that much humor when they come and pull up on him. Yeah, no, they like look nigger bitch, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, bro. Like, hey. All the air out of the room is gone. Like, all right, but you know, Quentin Tarantino Tarantino didn't write the script. Listen, oh well. You know, a lot of we would have heard nigger way more. Times I don't know, than but them. nigger bitch like that. That that's kind of like the one that like, you don't need to drop that many n bombs when you say nigger bitch. You know, we feel like that, but these people who are in contact with these other people, like I, I need to know the audience. You're try- I, who are you trying to drive it home for? Because listen, we get it. What the fuck? Uh, so- Do you, girl? <laughs> Robo hell. After the robot has, because the robot is taking in all these stories, logging in all the stories. Because mm-hmm. the robot is also fed the fuck up with like us. Yes, and mind you, Keith David has told this these stories. He has a devious little plan. He's told the stories so that the robot can pretty much, you know, turn on not on him, turn on dumbass. I also want to so, know yeah. how is it that my man's Dumas Beach was listening to these stories, knowing that you paying this man to tell your robot these stories. And this is what he's telling your robot. At no point did you like stop him and be like, "Yo, bro, I'm giving you money to tell stories I wanted to hear. This ain't I should do what I what, what I wanted you for." Like, you didn't see you didn't see the jokes was coming. You didn't see the jig was coming up. Like, because arrogant, and stupid. That was the overall story of it. You're dumb. You're arrogant. You're you're portraying this like rich racist white man who's like, I'm so fucking full of myself. I'm I'm completely oblivious to the plan directly in front of me that's not even, like, well hidden. It's very much in your face. Because um, I'm so fucking full of myself. And honestly, truly, I just really wish we quickly got to his demise faster. Girl. I say quickly twice, so that shows you how fast I wanted to get there. Listen. Um, so, first, it starts off, the robo thing there announcing this little PR situation, and it comes out, and it makes some of the criminals get up. And then, first of all, it has a petty crime robbers get up. And I was like, why are there so many brown people in this? Like, it's six people, and most of the people are white. And literally, at least two of these six people are white, are black as the robbers. I'm, and it was like, people, they called them illegals. I was like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And it had them get up. And then, it was words. like, ooh. There is an immediate threat that we need to eliminate right 
now. And it's looking at dumbass bitch. Bitch, you got to go because it's logged their responses to all this. It's judged you, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so it he runs right away, but his accomplices, um, they was like, You're trying to um accomplice him? Fuck that. You gotta go too. It kills both of them, chases it down. And then he runs. I feel like he gets shot, but maybe, maybe not. He does get shot. Gets in the car, keep David. And he's like, all right, come on. Need a ride going my way, my friend? Yes, you are, because we're going to hell. Right. He drives. And he's like, oh, man, I think it got me. You know, still talking to keep David like a secondhand nigga, bro. Like, just fucking drive. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Guess what? You're in hell. You in hell now. His eyes glow. He turns around, the car door opens, these burnt motherfuckers come pulling out the car. Um, his suit changed, he get horns now. You know, I liked the first one because it was a monster. He was not really a monster. He no, he said I'm gonna give you suit suit looks bitch. Yeah, Keith David it. with a Stacey Adams two piece suit and some horns. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean he looked not Stacey Adams. Look, man, I'm just throwing out names. Stacey That was definitely Stacey Adams devil suit. It was. Yeah. I'm here for it. I, I did fuck with it. I ain't gonna hold you. But you that know, was like one of the best things they, about the movie was Keith David's wardrobe. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think he was having fun though. I think he yeah. was having the time of his life. He thought it was funny. I did, I just didn't think it was funny, and I feel like I don't. Maybe I don't find Spike Lee very funny. I can tell people weren't taking this as seriously as I felt like they should have. Yeah, and I'm like, if you're gonna do something silly, fine, but make it funny. I, I didn't laugh. Like, it wasn't funny, for real. Like, it wasn't... Who thought that was funny? Because... Now, my question for y'all, we already know that you know, uh, Jazz Lorenzo, we clearly dislike two than one, but did you guys have, like, a favorite story out of all the stories? Which was your least favorite story out of all the stories? Um, well, uh, my favorite story is definitely the KK comeuppance with the dolls. Mm-hmm. Although the first one is, um, the first story we see, uh, the, what's it called? Cop Revelation? Yeah. Southern World Cop Revelation, something like that. Roll Cop Revelation. Yeah, Roll Cop Revelation. Both of those I really enjoyed, but the dolls was, it was so creepy and mm-hmm. eerie and the violins, the, uh, the little fucking, oh, I loved it. I mm-hmm. fucking loved it. Um, least favorite, definitely the golly story. Yeah, the golly story is really I, I wow. Yeah, what about you, Lorenzo? Um, from the first movie, my favorite story would probably be between the dolls and the joint with David Allen Greer because mm-hmm. I like the CG, I like the effects. And I thought that was actually like a good story, and the concept of like folding sun up, like, like a fucking crane, or mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And as a young kid to see that effect, I, I thought that was cool. Um, the second movie, uh, I don't know if there was anything I could call a favorite out of it. I guess you, you, you know what my favorite thing was the facial expressions on the life size golly doll. That shit was actually funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know you just like this was just this is my sort of you got you could have got rid of that. Yeah. You couldn't do without it. I like that um date night and they came up with their comeuppance and fucked them up. Yeah, I like that too. There's no stories in the first one that I don't like. Except the last one is just kind of a little preachy. 
Yeah, I'm that like, would be my least yeah. favorite one. I'm like, oh, here we go with the black and black. All right. Oh, here we go. <sighs> you may be my ass with it. But for those who are listening, let us know what, I mean, what were y'all's favorite stories? Did you actually fuck with Tales with the Hood Part 2? And if you did, what did you find enjoyable about it? Because the three of us were I would like to know. If you if you enjoyed Tales from the Hood 2, please holler at me. Let me know. No. Well, yes. Well, do, Lorenzo, how they go up? Do you want them to holler at you directly on your at Twitter machine? You will let That's them know. Fine. Or yeah, you can holler at me on Twitter at Ralph underscore Lorenzo, or I can read the comments underneath this shit because I don't think anybody's gonna at me anyways. So I'm crying. They might, you know, people are friendly. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. Mom, pull up on us at Girl That's Scary. That's on our Twitter and Instagram and www.girlthatscary.com. Pull up on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you do this the professional way. Professional uh, way. Yeah. GRLTSpod at gmail.com. So, holla at us. Let us know how you felt about these films. If you have not seen Tales from the Hood, you need to watch it. Don't know why you're all the way at the end if you have not watched Tales from the Hood at this point. But, you know, some people don't care about spoilers, and that's fine, I guess. And you know what? You are at the end and you literally rode through us, especially this journey through the second movie that we were like, girl, you could have did without. Thank you for checking us out in general. We very much appreciate it. Lorenzo, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we appreciate you, my nigga. Yes. Thank you for having me. I was being real extra. That's fine. No me, no the girl. But no us. Yes. yes please. Right. please this, support the homies. Support the homies. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.